baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. There is a lot of anticipation for tonight. If you're like me and seeing the Northern Lights has been on your bucket list, well, I don't know. There's a lot of hype about what's going on tonight, so I thought we should go to the smartest guy I know about weather, stuff in the sky, Mike Augustinakis. Don't let Paul Douglas hear this. He'll be mad. (laughs) He doesn't listen to your show. (laughs) No, thank goodness, so it's fine. Uh the aurora have you ever seen it uh yeah but in a very uninspiring way it was so dim uh i was still living in new york so i wasn't quite Mm -hmm. as far north as where i live now and it it wasn't very exciting so i always have fomo when you see people posting their beautiful pictures when both of us used to work in the morning you would see in the overnight hours people especially in northern minnesota posting just these incredible colors and so often you don't get much of a heads up but i've seen like excitement about this building over the last two days Give us a bit of a reality check as to what what are the odds of of getting a really good look at uh, a a light show in the sky tonight. This is appears to be one of the better chances that we've had so far in the past few years. Little quick backstory: There's a solar cycle. Uh, every 11 years, the sun goes through a cycle of activity, and we are toward the top of the. Uh, solar cycle, meaning some of the most solar activity, which of course triggers these storms, is happening right now and for the next several years. Um, So we've had a few good shows, especially earlier this fall. There was a really good one that we got a lot of pictures. This looks to be as good or maybe even a little bit better based on what we think now. Mike Agostinak is with us, uh, Director of Meteorology over at WCCO-TV. You can watch him uh, every day on The Four. Uh, Mike, when you look at uh, what exactly the Northern Lights are, I think a lot of people, myself included, don't have a real good handle as to what's going on. So what is it? Uh, I don't know if this helps or not, but one of the ways you can think about it is a fluorescent light bulb, uh, like those big long tubes that are maybe in your office building. Uh, There's no filament in there. There's nothing actually burning in there. It's just electricity being applied to a gas. That gas gets excited and the electrons bounce around and they emit light when they get excited like that. It's somewhat similar to what goes on in the upper levels of the atmosphere when there's a solar storm and an aurora forms. So we're seeing solar energy, meaning electromagnetic waves, not light that you can see, but light that is far shorter wavelengths than that, that your eye can't see. That's hitting 
uh, molecules of different gases in the atmosphere, exciting them, and then they glow a certain color depending on what gas they are. Is it, There is a forecast that comes out, uh, and, you know, it's all different. NOAA does it. They're different. I don't know. There are tons of apps. I have an app on my phone that's an Aurora forecast. I certainly don't know how to read it, so I don't really understand. <laughs> but I, I feel real good that I have the Aurora forecast app. But uh, how do they sort of... Uh, how do they forecast this stuff? So there are two main methods. The first is literally pointing a camera at the sun uh, that sees visible light, but also electric, uh, sorry, uh, infrared light and x-rays. And what that camera is doing essentially is looking for sunspots. And where there are sunspots, which is a very poorly understood phenomena, but essentially a change in the surface of the sun, those are active regions for sending out particles during a solar storm. So if there's a sunspot that is crossing on the visible side of the sun that we can see from Earth, uh, there are scientists looking at it to see if there's an explosion that comes out of it, an explosion of energy. Uh, that is usually the first sign that something is actually going to happen. There are also satellites that are located between where the Earth's surface is and the sun, which is obviously quite far away, that can measure when what they call a shock wave of energy goes past them. And because this energy is going at the speed of light uh, and these satellites are, uh, you know, several hundred thousand miles away, but by speed of light, that's still pretty close. That sometimes gives us several hours warning that, okay, what we thought might happen by looking at the sunspots is now actually being observed in the depths of space. Does that make sense? It's yeah, all very weird. Yeah, isn't it? right. It is. It's weird to get your arms around because it is. Uh, it's just so strange, right? It's not the kind of stuff that we're used to thinking about. So it makes it a little challenging. Yeah, uh, I'm. I mean, th the more electric. And there's a reason for that. Weather, Earth weather rain, snow, wind, yeah. that's always affected human beings. Hmm. But the truth is that solar storms really, aside from producing aurora, which are pretty to look at, but aren't really disruptive in, in any true sense of the word, uh, humans only started caring about this stuff when electronics, and, and particularly satellites in space, communication satellites, started to proliferate. Uh. Because strong enough solar storms can impact the health, the electronic health sure. of satellites, it can, sure. fry, it can fry circuits. It also can impact the health of astronauts on the International Space Station. And if it's strong enough, which is pretty rare, uh, but this would be one of those storms, it impacts commercial flights, too. Commercial flights often, if they're going from one side of the globe to the other, will take a route over the North Pole. That's a, a fuel-efficient route. Well, in situations like today, those polar flights will be diverted for a longer route around because at high levels of the I'm sorry, at high latitudes near the North Pole and the South Pole, that's where this radiation is the most intense. And oh, that would actually wild. be dangerous. Huh. That would be dangerous for people to fly through. So interesting. Mike Agustinak with us from WCCO TV. So so what's your advice tonight? Is there is there a prime time? Is there a part of Minnesota that seems like you've, you'd have a better shot than than? Obviously, we know stay away from the bright lights of the city. But besides that, what what do you got in this type of storm? Because it's going to be so strong, uh, really, your closest opportunity to get out of the city lights, the light pollution from neighborhoods 
that's your best choice. It doesn't really matter north versus south because, again, this is going to be such a strong storm that the entire region will have similar conditions. Um, the timing has shifted slightly. At this time yesterday, the forecast from NOAA's Space Weather Prediction Center, which is frankly the information we're using. We're not space weather experts. We're sure. passing on the information <laughs> right. from the experts right. and interpreting it for you. That forecast yesterday was for the peak to occur between about 9 or 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Now I'm just looking at this most recently updated forecast that came out around 2 o'clock or so. Uh, our time, it's now looking more like midnight to 3 a.m. for the peak storminess. That said, I personally, after I have dinner and do some work at home, I'm going to hop in the car. We're going to drive north uh, towards some of the darker suburbs in the North Metro, probably around 8 or 9 o'clock, because there will still be some solar storm going on at that point, and it won't be peak conditions. But to me, it's still worth getting out there to see if I can see anything. It's one of those things that I tell you, like, and my wife and I were talking about this yesterday, where if it pops and we're just sitting at home, like we're going to feel really stupid tomorrow. So like we're taking the drive. We're we're driving up uh north as well tonight. We're going to go towards maybe like the the just past St. Cloud like St. Joe area maybe to uh, see what we can see. That's a good plan and the North Metro and areas north of the metro are the better options because if you're looking north and you're south of the metro, you're still going to see the glow from the Twin Cities on the horizon. If you're north of the metro and all that light is behind you and you're looking north, then it's not going to pollute uh, the skies at all. Do keep in mind, though, that we're pretty close to a full moon, so there will be quite a bit of moonlight out there. But again, for a storm this strong, I don't really think that's necessarily going to ruin the show. And to, speaking of feeling stupid, do you want to know the, the place I was the last time this happened? I think it was in September or October. Yeah. I was I was at a bar and uh, I was socializing with some friends and I started to see a whole bunch of social media posts of people posting these beautiful pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, well, crap, I should have planned this a little bit better. And I totally missed out on it. We missed the last one, too. And my wife and I actually got in a little bit of a fight about it where I was oh. like, let's go. And she she was already at, like asleep. She was in bed. I'm like, people are seeing it. We've always said we want to see it. Let's go. And so today, this time she's leading the charge. So, like, that's a happy marriage right there, you know. I, I Well, that's great. I'm glad that she's ready to go. My husband is ready to go. Uh, I don't know how happy he is about it, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, like, like with the solar eclipse that we both went to see together a few years ago, and we'll see the one that's coming up in April as well, once you see it, you any, any fighting, any annoyance yeah. is completely washed away. It's cool. It is exciting to see people just excited about, you know, just observing something that's a cool natural phenomenon. Like, I dig that. And it's fun to see. I've seen reports that people are planning trips and driving up to Minnesota from around the Midwest to to hopefully get a good show tonight. And it's not like controversial or a topic <laughs> yes. you have to avoid. You can actually talk about it with anybody you know. That's right. It's so good. It's so good. All right. Mike Augustinak, great talking to you. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me on, and good luck to you and to everybody who's going to try to see this tonight. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.